Hi there. Uh, welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Gus, hello. How are you? Hi, John. What's happened to our fun and exciting intros? You've just let this go. I actually heard that people don't like our repartee, and actually they said it was good. Really? Yeah, actually. Yeah. A few people told me. Did they say it must be hard for John to have a battle of wits with an unarmed man? <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm just kidding. I'm just Who joking. said that? No one said that. Well... <laughs> No, I. That sounds like something Spencer would say. Nah, he, he would say the opposite. <laughs> he would say it must be trying for Gus to be with you in that room for that long. <laughs> anyway. um, we have a question. Yes, yes. So, actually, a very good question. Now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, I don't know who yeah. asked it. I'm not interested in who asked it. Yeah. Uh, but the question as to how does God feel uh, when a Christian sins? Yeah. You know, like we can. I I grew up thinking, yeah. uh, not because it was told to me. I think oh, that yeah. you just that every time I sin, God was either angry or very disappointed in yeah, me, yeah. Yeah. and they couldn't believe that I called yeah. myself a Christian. Yeah, I wasn't a Christian anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's still you called yourself. Yeah, one. yeah. I call myself one. Yeah. So does God hate me when I sin? Yeah. Is He completely disappointed with me? Uh, does he wish I wouldn't call myself a Christian? So yeah, yeah. how how does he feel about me when I sin? Yeah, that's it's actually fascinating uh, to think about because what we're trying to do is get into the mind of God, which mm. is very complex for us because we when we think of sin, especially repetitious sin against us, we mm. think like like okay, you get one chance, maybe yeah. two, yeah, and then I'm done with you, yeah. Um, but the Bible like explicitly says that God's ways are not like our ways, and yeah. His thoughts are not like our thoughts; that they're much higher. The way that God interacts with Christians, I think, is super important. I think what happens to us is, like you said, uh, if you feel that God is like an angry, kind of like slightly abusive father mm. who's who's upset at you every time you fail at all uh, and is harsh and condemning in those moments, you don't want to obey because you don't feel loved. You're not, you're not actually close to him. If you do anything, you're doing exclusively out of just terror of judgment mm. or, or punishment. So... Um, Thankfully, the Bible doesn't teach that. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the way we think about it. We think about it like kids, and we think about like, well, if, I, if when my kids sin against me over and over again, I get upset, you know, yeah. so he must be upset at me. That's not true. Uh, the Bible actually says the opposite of that. There's a number of texts that we can go to to sort of show that. One is in Psalm 103, uh, verse 14. Mm. At 13, 14, he says, uh, just as a father has compassion on yeah. his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. And then he says, uh, he is he he knows our frame. Mm. In other words, he knows how we're made, and he's mindful that we're dust. <laughs> so, in other words, like God, when God looks at us, he he reminds himself, or he's he's remembering. I made these things out of dust. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, what do you expect? You know, yeah. there's a sense in which he's yeah. like, I get it. Like, you know, I understand, and he understands the fall. Yeah. He understands all those things. So that's the first thing. He's aware that there's weaknesses in us. He's not caught off guard when you fail or you sin. So that's the first thing. Um, so, so that whole like hatred, bitterness, all that stuff mm. toward us, I, we, we can almost set that aside. He's aware of our weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like a father who's disappointed, mm. things like that, um, I, I would just caution folks from thinking about God that way. And there's a number of reasons why. One is, um, the Bible says in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Disappointment from a parent is usually an aspect, has, has with it an aspect of condemnation. Yeah. You just failed. You know, like I'm yeah. just disappointed in you. That yeah. language... Uh, is very like heavy and condemning and even the word disappointed uh, 
would be would would seem to like imply that God wasn't aware that these weaknesses were going to be yeah. in you because disappointment means you have an appointment you have something that you desire and it didn't happen yeah well for God God is aware of everything we've done and he's even aware of our failings our sins tomorrow he's already aware of so it's not like he's like bah, yeah I give him another chance on on Tuesday and here we are again you know so that's super unhelpful language uh, I, I would prefer to think of God as a heavenly father, but a heavenly father, and, and I mean, this is very clear. The Bible tells us that the spirit is constantly testifying with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah. Uh, so the, the spirit is actually saying the opposite. God isn't disappointed with you. He's your father. He cares for you. He loves you. Yeah. And then, so what does God do with our sin and how does he respond to it? Well, I think the best way to think about that is to think about it through the lens of the cross. Mm. My sins are constantly being forgiven all the time. Uh, which is a profound reality. I don't, God, I, I've, I'm, I'm going to sin right now. I'm sinning right now in ways that I can't even know yeah. possibly. And yet God is completely forgiving me for all of my sins all the time. They're all erased instantly in the blood of Christ. And not only that, I'm actually granted his righteousness completely for my entire life. Mm. So when, when I'm sinning, I'm, my sins are totally erased and God sees me in the robes of Christ constantly. Not because I repent, just because it's a free gift of God that he's granted to me. Uh, one of my one of my favorite quotes of all time is John Bunyan. He said, "In my best prayer of repentance is enough sin to condemn the entire world to hell." Oh, wow. So, like on my best day, I'm not going to repent well enough. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in me that would make God want to love me, and yet He does. So, the love of God for me and His care over me is actually He's not disappointed. That's constantly being maintained yeah. through the blood of Christ that's been shed on my behalf. Yeah, which allows us to think the way Paul thinks. It's actually fascinating. In Philippians chapter 3, Paul talks about his own sanctification. And he says, I haven't obtained it. It's not like I've obtained uh, righteousness or this level of, of personal perfection that I, I that I plan to attain in the days when I go to be with the Lord, right? But in Philippians 3, he says, it's not that I've obtained it. At verse 13, he says, uh, but one thing I do, and then he mentions three things. He says, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what's interesting, Paul says, I forget what lies behind. <clears throat> well, behind when? Well, behind this moment. Yeah. Like, literally what he's saying is, everything I've done up until this moment in my life, I'm just going to forget. Yeah. The sins are erased in Christ, and the righteousness has worked through me in Christ. So, Jesus gets the glory for the righteousness, and all my sins are erased. In other words, I can just forget everything before this moment. I don't have to live in the past and live with the weight or fear uh, of God's like anger or disappointment with me. Instead, I can just press on toward the goal of the upper prize of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And what's fascinating there is that he says in verse 15, Let us therefore, as many as are perfect or as are mature, have this attitude. Well, you're not perfect, you're mature. The mature person realizes, I'm going to fail. I'm actually failing, and yet God God erases my failures. I can forget what lies behind. I can press forward to the upper call of God in Christ. And that's really what God wants me to do. Mm. So I think it causes us to then like live in the good of the gospel, the good of the freedom that God has granted to us in mm. Christ, which propels us forward into righteousness. Mm. So long story short, how does God feel? There's, a, there's one text that I think we should deal with before we, before we conclude this, and that's uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Um, and uh, he says in verse 30, so he's talking about, let no unwholesome word, verse 29, proceed from your mouth, mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So that's an emotive word that the Spirit yeah. grieves. So what does he mean that the Spirit grieves? Well, I think what he's saying is the relational joy that we share with God in our communion with God is interrupted by sin. Yeah. 
And it isn't because that sin is not erased. It isn't because God is now mad at me. In fact, it has nothing to do with God's interaction with me. God is constantly, always, through the Spirit, testifying that I'm a child of God, Mm -hmm. that God loves me. I grieve the Spirit when I sin because rather than enjoying God, I've chosen sin and I've effectively like turned my back on God and said, I'm not, I, that's less, I'm not going to take that. And that doesn't grieve the Spirit in the sense that he's angry. It grieves the Spirit in the sense that he's sad for me. Yeah. Because I've lost the ex- experience of the joy of fellowship with God. And God says, hey, I'm, I'm your dad. Like, come yeah. back. Yeah. That's the image. That's the, the overall teaching of the New, New Testament mm-hmm. scriptures. So is there an emotional response to God? Yes. But it's only in the sense that he cares for me and he wants their, me yeah. to enjoy the blessing of the relationship that hasn't changed in his heart. Mm-hmm. All my sins are erased. He remembers that I'm dust. There's no condemnation for me in Christ. And I am constantly protected by the blood of Christ, both for my sin and for sins that I'll do tomorrow. Yeah. I'm totally safe in him, which frees me to then obey the way Paul calls me to obey. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible uh, to think about that. I, I think that that's, this is probably one of the most misunderstood um, yeah, I think... aspects of sin. Yeah. Uh, where we feel, we fall either on the two sides of thinking, well, um, yeah, God hates me right now. Yeah, yeah. Or hey, what's a big deal? Yeah, it's not a big deal. Everything's yeah. paid for, so yeah, yeah. Man, let's continue on. Yeah, but uh, to look at it this way, um, it it's freeing. Really. Yeah, totally. It's freeing. Totally. It's actually interesting if you look at it on the God hates me way. Paul actually addresses that because he says in Romans eight fourteen he says or Romans eight fourteen he says you didn't receive a spirit of slavery. Yeah. yeah. You're not a slave. You're a son. Like it's not God isn't hating you, like beating you until you until you relinquish. And on the antinomian side, like oh, I don't have to do anything. It's all paid for. I don't even have to think about it. Charles Spurgeon said something so interesting. He said, uh, "When I thought of God as an angry, harsh taskmaster, I found it easy to disobey. But when I realized that He was a loving heavenly Father, it broke my heart that I would sin against one who had been so kind to me." Yeah, that's that's like. That's the right attitude, right? It actually propels us into yeah. righteousness. And that's what Christ said. If you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually frees us to obey that's in so a helpful. way. That's so helpful. So, so helpful. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope Thank that's you. helpful for you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I hope that's helpful for you. If you have any questions on that or any other topic, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks, guys. Thank you.